Well said. I got to say, Trent, it honestly sounds like you are practicing these speeches in the mirror before these pods. They're so organized and cohesive. I'm very impressed. Well, thank you. And I do not practice in front of the mirror. You are a natural charismatic man. I just talk for a living. Right. Like I teach college for a living. So like this is what I do. He's got he's got to know how to keep the 20 year olds engaged. I do. I want you to know that one of these days I'm going to be in Philadelphia. I'm going to call up Dan Vegas. We're going to have about 16 beers before noon and cruise into <laughs> King's College, sit in on one of your lectures. That's a great idea. And just idea. have a field day. That's going to happen. Great. That's going a great to idea. I like everything about this plan. Yep. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to head to the Pacific? We are. So we will start with the Angels. We uh, made a <laughs> we made a, we, we were active. We lost the most WAR from last year in the league. Lost nearly 12 WAR. Traded Escobedo. Traded Tim McCorkle. Lost Osborne to free agency. Lost Tim Noon. And the only major league piece that we added, or we added two. Uh, neither of whom really played last year. Stephen Williams missed all of last year with injury, and T.J. Schaefer, who's perpetually injured. Massive holds a catcher. Decent hole at shortstop if, Jace, if Jacob Sanders can't stay healthy. Pitching staff is arguably, is arguably, I'm saying arguably here, the best in the West, best in the league potentially. And this is a team that's going to have to pitch to win games. All right. All right. Do you, Rich, right. do you want to go or should I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll lead it off. Okay, um, go for it. So you're the team that lost the most war. I also think you're the GM that lost the most brain cells. Because <laughs> just because Dayton basketball is winning doesn't mean you have to celebrate with meth, dude. Your brain is fried. Have a beer. Relax. High five your friends. Don't do PCP, you fucking idiot. Are you retarded? You give up Tim McCorkle for Stephon Williams? Garbage. Just a garbage move. It reminds me of one of the garbage moves that Amin would have made in 2007. Said, ooh, I have a team that can win. Nah, fuck that. I'd rather not win. I'd rather just not embarrass myself in the future. Roll the fucking dice. Have some balls. Make a push to win in 2016 instead of try and be conservative and safe and say, oh, at least I can win 86 games in 2019 for sure. It's a pussy move, and I was super disappointed by it. You gave up the best catcher in baseball. He makes your team way better. You had a chance to win, and all of a sudden you replace him with a shit player. Stephon Williams is not enough. If you are trying to validate taking a crummy, decent, whatever, back-end starter who's okay for the best catcher in baseball. It's absurd. It's crazy because live in the moment. Try and win. You have a real chance to win the fucking title. Why are you giving up your best players for guys who just aren't that good? Trent? I have a couple of questions. First of all, Uh, I have some answers. How how good is how good is Tim McCorkle? Like I I sort of have felt for a while like any year could be the end for Tim McCorkle. I think he still has another two years in him. The yep, issue he, is that next year is going to be at thirty three million. Yeah, I mean I think that I think that I like Tim McCorkle. I like him a lot more in Baltimore than I do in California. That ballpark makes a big difference. I think he's going to rake in Baltimore. So I love the pickup for Baltimore. 
don't think that Stefan Williams sucks. And I'm not going to predict CEIs. Like, I think this whole, oh, I predict this guy's out of the league crap from D. Rich. It's just, I, I don't like it. I, I don't know how you predict CEIs. I, I, maybe he'll be right. But but I, I just don't know how you do it. That said, this team does not look very good. Like, it just doesn't. Right? Really? I just don't think they look that great. I think they look okay. I, I like the outfield because I think Nate Clark, Ryan Lazaro, that's DH, Aguilar, if he stays healthy, and Noyola is obviously really good. I like Juan Jorge Rivera at second. Justin Ross gets hurts too much. Um, I think if he stays healthy, he probably can handle third base for a whole year. Hit real well last year for this team, so I think that's all right. Um I don't like shortstop very much. I don't know why Salmonen's still on this team. I I just don't know. I, uh, it's okay, and obviously there's a big hole at catcher. Um, but yeah, I don't even. I guess Javier Castillo's good, so don't know that you can expect him to slug nine twenty six again. Maybe, but I doubt it. And then, yeah, the pitching staff's hit or miss. This team is so dependent on health. If things go well and this team stays healthy, which would include guys like Rivera and and Castillo and Aguilar and all of the – Noyola's been hurt before, Justin Ross, all of these guys. If all these guys stay healthy, this team looks really good. But if the injuries hit and they start to add up, boy, oh, boy, it could get ugly quickly. And I think it's a big Delta team in terms of ceiling floor. And that is not what I'm used to seeing from the Jake Angels. And so in that way, it sort of weirds me out. Yeah, so. I I agree with what a lot of you're saying. Um, I, I want to comment on the CEI thing for a second. I don't like predicting CEIs. It makes me sound like I'm rooting for it. I never root for injuries. Um, the only time I predicted that was with Escobedo, and that's because he's had four serious injuries it just looks like the prototypical guy who's going to get hurt. And I, I don't feel that differently about Mandler. Like, it's unfortunate, but he's been hurt for two years of his career. So any last, any next injury can be the last. And to pencil this team in as to having the best rotation when a big part of it could just disappear at any moment, it's hard for me to do. That said, on the rotation, uh, De La Cruz is amazing. Thank God for Dan Vegas being just a retard because this changes the whole the whole angels team it changed with yep. that trade totally i agree changed. i agree with that wholeheartedly de la cruz and de la cruz was not really good in vegas i mean he wasn't bad but he wasn't like he was in california so the park makes a big difference apparently like i think as much as we talk about ballparks i don't think we talk about it enough i think because, it's also a small sample size because the, the strikeouts went down and that doesn't really make any sense you know he just pitched better in California, and whether yep. that's some sort of coded-in comfort level with your old team, I'm not sure. But right. I wouldn't count it all to ballpark. Certainly the, the home run rate went up, the BABIP went up, the defense w- was not as good, apparently. There's a lot of factors, but De La Cruz and this team makes a big difference. I don't have faith that Mandler's going to stay healthy. If he does, great. I think this is the end of the road for Arturo Aguilar. I think this is his Muggsy or Pons, 
where their war literally gets cut in a third and he just kind of coasts away and he's going to be disappeared next year. So I think, I think Aguilar will be lucky to be a two war pitcher this year. I really think I'm, I'm expecting that kind of decline. Don't think Stefan Williams is anything special. He's decent. Um, He's one of those guys that if you covered up his OSA or your scouts even has 65 overall, if you cover that up, all of a sudden doesn't look that good. Um, he's decent. He really hasn't pitched that great in his career. Just he's really like we get blinded by the overall with Stefan Williams. And then uh, I don't trust Andy Rogers. I don't trust Tim Bonner that much. The back of the rotation is iffy. So I really see like two. He's got three starters who I trust, one of which is going to get hurt all the time. Now, the lineup I like. I think they can score a lot of runs. Um, I'm a believer in Justin Ross. Uh, I understand he has injury concern, but I think he's going to hit. And I think this team's going to be good, but they're not going to be good enough. I, I don't have any faith this team's good enough to win a title. And if they had McCorkle, I think they're in the conversation. And that's really why I harped on that earlier, because that – that just infuriated me, giving up what I think is a chance to win the ring for just another year of being good. It doesn't matter. I think you're far too obsessed with McCorkle. He's a three-war player. That's what he is. And who do you think – who's catching in, in California? Answer me that. As of, oh. as of now, it's Andy Drake. The yeah, guy they need... who has 40 catcher ability. Yeah, they need a catcher. Your so, pitchers no, are going to we, we have a massive gaping – uh, crater-sized hole there at catcher. And yeah. unfortunately, it's the hardest hole to fill in all of Sky. There are not that many good catchers to go around. There's only a handful in the whole league. You're not going to get one because basically all of the good ones are on good teams outside of Jose Bonilla in uh, in Washington. And I'm sure you've already lowballed him some bullshit offer. But unless you get Bonilla, you're in trouble because it's going to be really hard to get someone there who can A, Catch an A, B hit. Uh, I, I think you're underselling McCorkle. Catchers are, man, they're really important. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't disagree. I don't. I, I, I think there's somebody better on free agency than any three of these guys. I'm convinced there's somebody I mean, I've got I've got guys. Drake at 45-45 overall potential. I've got Drake at 45 overall. Okay. Yeah, he looks yeah. like shit. You know, the, the, he's just not very good. Oh, no. But, he, he, he is not good, but... He's what we have. Yeah, I think you're. He's gonna kill you. I'm telling you, he's gonna kill you. Your pitching's gonna be so much worse than it should be. Because even with your, I have problems with your pitchers, but they're talented and they could be great. But if you have a guy with 40 ability behind the plate, it's really for Mike. Do you prefer Mike Young with his 65 ability? Absolutely, I prefer anyone. I like Pablo Rodriguez better with his 65 ability, and I think he's awful. They're all awful. Your options are bad unless you make a trade. Who knows what we have in the works? Uh, like I said, uh, you probably yeah. you probably tried to trade for fucking Jose Benilla because I can't think of a good catcher that's not on a good team. Do, do, I, do I do I get to respond now? Oh yeah, you may. the the other thing that I would say just this is to what D. Rich said is that he's probably right. The offense is pretty good. I'm really concerned about Jacob Sanders and his health. I'm really concerned about Justin Ross and his health. I don't think the health concerns are only on the pitching staff. That would be the only thing that I would say to D. Rich. If they stay healthy, they hit. 
but I'm not quite as bullish as D. Rich is on the offense because I don't think that the only injury concerns are on the pitching staff. No, You're right. Now, I, I have I have Ross Tab for about 100, 110 games. Now, and I, I forget about Juan Aguilar a lot, how much he gets hurt. Right. Now, now D. Rich, we should let Jake respond. Jake, you go. Finally. I I trust my pitching staff through and through. Mandler in the t- Mandler has been a professional for three seasons now. He missed all of 15 due to injury, but 13 and 14 handled a full workload, 31 starts, 200 plus innings each of those years. He's a true number two. I I expect 180 plus innings out of him, and I don't think that that's insane. De La Cruz is an obvious number one. Aguilar, even last year, he only struck out 7.4. I've still got the stuff down at 50. Hasn't gotten a, a velocity hit in a little bit. That injury history is still pristine. As long as that injury history is still pristine, I trust Aguilar at the worst as a number three. I believe in Stefan Williams. I've been on the Stefan Williams train for years. At, as a number three, number four, you, you, I don't think you can possibly get worse than that. And Andy Rogers, before he got hurt last year, led the West in ERA. Yeah, I, I Andy Rogers is an anomaly. Uh, I just don't see the guy as good at all. He looks like Aaron Gladney, but worse and with stamina. Like I'd say I'd say he's a uh, he's a poor man's Matt Price. The man that is like a homeless man's Matt Price. I don't understand. It's so weird to see a guy 45, 70, 45, right? And like he has horrible such, splits. That's the such, thing. such fucked up ratings. It just horrible doesn't splits. even make sense. How is this guy going to get a lefty out? He can't throw strikes against lefties. He can't strike anybody out. I mean, he's going to struggle against a lot of teams. I guess ground balls. I, I, I mean, I, obviously, this is the first team that we have hit on in the in the Pacific and uh but maybe I will pick them for first but I don't know just doesn't look like a first place team if this team if this team stays healthy if this team stays healthy I think this team can win 100 plus games oh I agree wholeheartedly yeah totally if this if this team stays healthy Mind yeah. you, I think Aguilar's tabbed for 120 games at best. I'm not sure Sanders can stay healthy. Ross has obvious injury concerns. Schaefer uh, has obvious injury I, concerns. But I trust the bullpen, too. Vines, Wallace, Robin, Schaefer, Hammond, Bonner. That's a strong five there in the bullpen. I, think I, o- I just think you're overselling your team in some places. Um, I, mean, I do think do the, they can win 100 You do the games. same thing. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, part, it's part of running the team. Oh, yeah, I'm, of course. I mean, I, I don't have a problem that you guys think the Braves are an 80-win team. Uh, obviously, I think we all think our teams are better than they are. That's like the nature of scouts in general. Right. In general, our scouts like our teams more than OSA. That's of why course. we have those guys. Th- that's why we have those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. But your team has problems with injuries, which is universal, and that's the biggest one. And two, I just don't think that if this team stays healthy, they compete with the really, really special teams. They don't compete with the Torontos. They don't compete with the Baltimores. I don't know if they compete with the Seattles. We'll have to get to the Mariners and discuss. But I think you shot yourself in the foot. I think you shot yourself in the foot with McCorkle deal. It's a a move that just hinders your ability to win this year. Probably helps you next year, but who cares, man? Live in the now. We can move on. Yep. All right. Let's head to Arizona, the land of the Diamondbacks. Uh, for once in a while, 
this is the first time in a long time that this isn't just California, Seattle, everyone else. The Pacific's wide open this year. It's weird. We thought it was wide open last year, and it didn't really work out that way. But Arizona made the playoffs, so, you know, it sort of did. The one thing that I would say, not to go back to California, but I didn't talk about California last year because I wasn't on the West preview pod, and uh, I'm not sure I would have really loved California last year. So I would have been wrong. I mean, they ended up being really good. So, but I think what, event, what happened last year is the same thing. That's the same thing that's going to happen this year. We we don't like the team very much, but then you get through the division and you go, ah, shit, California's probably the best. Right. Same Maybe. Thing, sorry, In any know. event, let's talk about Arizona. Feel badly about Juan Gomez. It's a big loss. And uh, they've got more than enough pitching to, to handle it. Marquez, Otero, Saunders, Tyler. Scout has them all at 55-plus. Yep. The X Factor this year, Kevin Yanez. Former Philly, former Brave. Who wants to talk about Giannis first? Um, I don't know, man. It's Is there much really, to say about Giannis? It's really interesting. If he can be a starter, boy, oh boy. He just can't. He he, he literally can't. Uh, he can pitch two, two or three, four innings, maybe sometimes five innings, depending on how it goes. But when you're striking out that many guys and you're walking that many guys, you go through baseballs really fast. Yep. You just can't get many outs. Yep, and Giannis is as talented in the world, but I mean, if he had 80 stamina, boy, sky's the limit. But at 15 million dollars, I just don't see how he's worth 50. I don't see how he's worth 15 to you. Yeah, no, I don't think that. Uh, I will be surprised if he earns 15 million dollars worth of value on this team this year, um, or over the next couple of years, right? Like left on the contract. Um, He's got a team option for next year at the same price of this year. Right. So that's a well-structured deal. I mean, he lasted in free agency for a while because he wanted so much money. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he's certainly the X factor. The one thing that is a positive here is are they paying him to be a number five? He's right, getting like paid more than that. Fuck. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, they're paying him this much. But is he their number five, even with he, the loss of Gomez? I think he is. I, I mean, I think the answer to that question is yes. Once and Gomez you know went what? down. Sorry. I, I think the answer is yes, and I think that he could be at number five. There will be much worse number five starters on playoff teams than Kevin Giannis. I mean, it's it's hard to even call him a starter because he's he's going to be great when he's on the mound. He just can't give you that many innings. And you know what? Right. Making him a starter might not be the worst call because, hey, you're getting the maximum innings out of a good pitcher. He might right. pitch 120 innings. That's more than I got out of him. Right. So it's it's not necessarily a bad call just at $15 million. I don't know how I think about it. It's going to put a lot of pressure on your bullpen. That's for sure. If I am if I have Giannis in the starting rotation, I'd probably want to run a 13-man bullpen at least. You mean a 13-man pitching staff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13-man pitching staff. So an eight-man bullpen, right. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Th- Sorry. That's... That's one of the big holes on this team is I don't like this bullpen. Oh, there is absolutely nothing in this bullpen. They're not very good. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's one of the few teams that – and I think he ran into this issue last year where the rotation was, was good. It, was, it, was, it wasn't great, but it was, it was good. And then you get to the bullpen, and it's like, fuck, I don't trust anyone in here. That, that was his undoing against us. You know what? You, you say that, but boy – even the rotation was awful last year. They had one of the worst. Ro- I think I don't think they were top ten in the West in rotation ERA. Um, the, I mean the pitching 
the whole side has problems. It's a lot of guys. It's almost reminiscent of the Baltimore staff where it's well-rounded, but do you really like have a lot of faith in Aaron Marquez to go out and get you a W? Uh, I do not like this pitching staff more than Baltimore's. This is not the Baltimore Orioles staff. I agree, I but it's it's that same vein of like a whole bunch no, of guys who are number threes and fours. Your larger point is right. I agree with you, but yeah, no, I just don't. I just don't like this. I, yeah, I I sort of liked this team more last year. I think. I, I want to talk. I want to talk a bit about Matt Barton here because he is someone that looks like he could win a position player of the year award. He looks like that to me. A righty with elite contact, good to great power, and good enough defense. Yeah, absolutely. And the best thing about him, he's never been hurt. He's got to uh, – He's in order to win PPOY, you have to play pretty good defense. Kronk uh, won it last year because he was so good defensively at first base. Uh, that's really tough to do. Like, yeah. I think Kronk was like a plus eight and a half at first base. So, of course, Matt's turning him into a third baseman, but whatever. Um, but, yeah, so like, I just don't think that that's that's not Matt Barton. He's not going to be that good defensively. I don't disagree with everything you're saying. I love Matt Barton. I, I, I'm i obsessed with Matt Barton, one of my favorite players in the whole league. But but I don't know if he's if he's going to be quite that good just because if i if i remember correctly you tried to get matt barton in the jesse mcmichael trade and it was i a did no-go. it was a no-go plus jesse mcmichael probably is not going to do that again i mean it was great year for him good for him right like he, that trade looks great he, but for, I don't think he, he's his do nickname for me is now mcjesus because he took us behind the woodshed in our series how does kevin pellot fit on this team it's just an extra piece of depth, man. I don't hate it. As it's not like I mean, it's not it like the looks Joko like signing. it looks like that moves Mario to to DH, which I don't like at all. Mario is so sad. It's so sad. Mario I, is ruined. I, I Mario is a DH. I don't have any problem with that. I don't think he's a DH. I don't think he's a major leaguer. That's what I think. Oh no, Mario's a major leaguer. But I think he's a left fielder at best. Ooh, have and, you seen? Are you looking at his ratings right now? Yeah, a left fielder at best, and a Ooh. DH. I think that makes lots of sense. Plus, his it might keep, might keep him more healthy. Yeah, I mean, right now he's the captain. You know that helps. That's worth something. Yeah. I, I is it worth talk- the, Is it worth the fifteen million they're paying him? Probably not. The twelve and a half they're paying him next year. I don't know. I don't hate the Pellot signing because it's for like half the money of Joel Coase, right? <laughs> so like it's six million dollars. That's that's nothing, yeah, right? Pellot's Pellot's fine on a team that actually needs outfielders, right? Which we we wouldn't have been saying. I know we knew we knew they had health issues, but I'm telling you, Luis Mario, his ratings are in the dumpster. And you can't trust him in center field anymore. You can't trust him anywhere. I, he doesn't look like a major leaguer to me. Apparently, I'm crazy for saying that. But I don't I, see anything here worth having. I I think that he'll probably hit well enough to stay on the team. But it wouldn't surprise me if he gets benched sometimes. Like, anybody going to be surprised if some combination of Gomez, McMichael, 
Pellot, Sanabria are better than Murillo. I, I don't know, and I, I wouldn't play Murillo against lefties either. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a really interestingly put-together team. I love Matt Barton. I love Antonio Otero. I really like Jimmy Lawrence. I've been a Jimmy Lawrence fan for a long time. like him maybe to break out this year. But You know yeah. what? This team has a lot of talent. I think we all like their infield. All yep. of it. Just everything about it. We like what they have behind the plate. But they have these big names in the outfield. And I think we said it last year that, man, this team got a little impatient. They got a little bit of jangles-itis. They went out and signed Gomez and Murillo, tried to take down the world. When they could have done it with their own system. They could have done it with their own guys. They could have waited. I mean, imagine if they didn't have Murillo and they had Silky on the team. You know? The team looks a lot better. And if they would have waited a year, they could have. But instead, Gomez and Murillo just... I'm not very excited. They don't feel like superstars to me anymore. I mean, they, that feels like the weak link of the team when it should be the, the the strength. I mean, the weak link of this team is is pretty obviously the bullpen. Yeah, no, their bullpen's bad. Yeah, I'm, of course. I'm sort of surprised there wasn't more attention paid to that because I think this team can contend. I mean, I think this is a playoff team, but the the bullpen's not going to hold up, especially in the in the playoffs when bullpens get rocked anyway. So we can move on, but I, I mean, I think the Diamondbacks are good, but man, I'm they're not as good as they should be. That's my problem. Yep. yep. No, I agree with that. So we can go on. All right. Let's head to the Dodgers. It's the team that looks a lot better than it was last year. I mean, they, uh, they, they definitely turned a corner at the end of last year. They added Brian Chevalier the former Philadelphia Philly. They added uh, Juan Soto in free agency, added Ryan McIntyre, lost Keith Finkel, lost Jeremy Reese, who signed a monster deal with another West team we will touch on, lost Maddox Renouf. Uh, This team should hit a lot better than it did last year, and and that was its undoing last year. Losing Reese is going to hurt, but Ricky Sabager is ready to take over full-time at first base. Brian Chevalier in right field should help uh, with some of that. It's about time Manny Lopez gets his head out of his ass, and Juan Soto is just going to mash against righties. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate this team. I think they look okay. Um, I don't know how much I love them, but but they look okay. Um, I don't like them more than California. I don't like them more than, than Arizona even. Um, I like the pitching staff. Um, I really don't like the Brian Chevalier signing. Um, Brian Chevalier is a lot of things. One thing he is not is worth $23 million. He's just not. It's just a massive overpay. Um, good hitter, not worth $23 million, especially in that ballpark. He couldn't be worth that in Philadelphia. How's he going to be worth it in L.A.? Because you're Trent and you have the worst luck ever. Apparently, <laughs> I it's Maybe. weird. Mike Michael's really transitioned these last two years. It's like he's got fed up, or he's just pissed off, or something. And last year we saw him spend about sixty million on Reese and Cochran. This year yep. he just went out and spent a ton of money on McIntyre and Chevalier and Soto. Uh, 
I don't really know what his plan is, but I think what he's made is a team that's competitive. Yep. It's important to note that last year I know was a huge disappointment. Huge disappointment for them. Uh, they still almost made the playoffs last year. I think they won 84, 85, 86 games, something like that. Yeah, they, they were won 84. So, they were so bad at the beginning of the year. They just they were couldn't like, rally from beyond it. They so. were like 15 games under 500, and then went on a tear the second half. Yep, they were so, so bad at the first half they just couldn't overcome it. You take that out, all of a sudden it's one of the best teams in baseball. But you know what? If you play like absolute shit for two months, whatever. Maybe it you happens. don't deserve to make the playoffs, right? Ex- yeah. Exactly. You don't. They were they were just I mean, they didn't show up for two months. And if that doesn't happen this year, it's largely the same team. Uh you replace the big free agent signings with more big free agent signings, and you have an extra year under the belt of the Doobie Brothers. Yeah. I think Logan Weed's gonna I don't know if he's gonna be as good as last year considering he was awfully good, but his ratings yeah, he, are better, he's more comfortable, he should be good. He got and Adam some- Gus. He got some real good Babbitt luck last year, Logan. Yeah, Lee. a lot of them did. Gus did too, and I think both those guys will be good. Like I, I think this is a good rotation. This is a good bullpen. Uh, the Dodgers have been boring forever, except for the last two years. They got exciting the last two years. Last year was just weird because they they didn't play baseball for three months. But what's the hole here? What's what's the big weakness of this team? Uh, the massive contract that is Kyle Burris. What's the hole on the 26-man roster? <laughs> I like the catcher. I like I Jose understand. Gomez. I don't love the third baseman. I don't love Aaron Long. I don't love Monahan in left field. So many go- Is Jose Gomez ready for the pros? Are we I think on? so. I mean, he destroyed double-A last year. Yeah, yeah and then, double-A. And then double played a. like shit all spring. It's funny. Like I think that just what you just said speaks to our scouts. Um, I don't think Jose Gomez is ready at all. I don't know if he's ever going to be good. Certainly not next year. And Aaron Long's a guy I have faith in. I think Aaron Long's one of my favorite players in the league. Utility guy. You can hit for contact. He's a switch hitter. He never strikes out and can run. I, I like him. Great at third I base. like him better as a utility as a super utility guy than an everyday third baseman. That's that's fair. But uh, I think he's a guy who should play 156 games. On basically every team in baseball. I mean, I think he's really, really good. I don't see a lot of weaknesses here. And as I mean, much it, as I want to, to show me, Michael, he has the exact same hitting profile as Jose Soto down to the splits. Ooh, Aaron Long. Aaron Long and Soto. It's not far off. It certainly isn't. And uh, Aaron Long has a little more speed. That'll help him. The versatility certainly helps him. But my scout likes Long more, so maybe that's why I'm getting it. Uh, I like Long a lot. I think he can be great. And I, I'm looking at this Dodgers team, which I'm I'm just so prone to hating, especially last year. And I'm like, oh, God, all of a sudden he's he's taking a shitty team and going all in and trying to win. And now he's I, taking a team that's pretty good going all in. And I'm thinking like, man, I, I like what I see. Yeah, no, I think this team's pretty decent. Um, I don't love the Juan Soto signing as much as you guys do. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but he's just hurt far too much. Now, even if he gets hurt, they've got pretty good depth because I like uh, uh, Matt Profit, Profit a little bit. Yeah. I think that he can be pretty good. We've already talked about Aaron Long, who could certainly play second base. Play anywhere. Him over, right? And then they can move Figueroa or Mathis or somebody to third. Like, it doesn't really matter. But th- they can figure something out. Um, 
but yeah, no, it's not a bad little team. Man, and yeah. then Bustamante, the super spec who costs more than anybody, he looks like he's about ready for the majors, and I think he can hit pretty well and play good D. I mean, he hit 325 yeah. in spring. I think he's ready. Yeah. I, I really actually like this Dodgers team, and before looking at them, I did not, but I'm optimistic. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I might like this team more than Arizona. It's close. I, I, uh, it's not that close to me, believe it or not. Yeah. In any All event, right. That it for, uh, for the Dodgers? That's, that's it for L.A. All right. Let's head to Seattle. OSA hasn't pegged for fourth. When's the last time we saw that? With, how many, with how many wins? 84. 82. 82? Excuse me. Excuse Ugh. me. 82. I mean, you look at the offense. You see Rodano as a good catcher because that's all. Dustin knows how to do is, is whisper to the catchers. And then you have Galvez and Kinder. Besides that, there's not much. You don't Mario, like Espinosa or Akita? What is Espinosa? What has Espinosa done to prove that I get that he's 22. I, I get that, but he was bad last year. He was bad the year before. I really he was like... 22. He's 22. That's what that's what he's done. I think he's he's proven in the trip in AAA like for three years that he's good. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm trying to stick on OSA for Espinosa because my scout has wet dreams. Juan Moreno loves him, Samario Espinosa. Mine too. 75 contact Woo! is is the starting point. Keep and going, so Tom, Keep going. 60, 75, 60, 60, 55, 65. Oh, yeah. It is just delicious. Oh, love it. That is, love it. That is juicy, right? But the guy that my scout might like more, more than that, is Okita, the first baseman. Just very good player. Really good. Dustin can does he, can, this shit can he stay all healthy? Probably not. I haven't looked at that. He was hurt for it's, four it's days a lot, last it's a year. Lot, it's a lot of day-to-day mm-hmm. stuff, but he's 23, and there is, it's accumulated a bit. I know, I, but he, I, he was hurt for four days last year. I'm going to give him I, a pass. I agree with you that it's a little bit of a concern. You're not wrong, right? Like, you know, but, but yeah, I mean, this team looks different, but I'm not sure it's bad. I mean, it's they n- only one other team lost more war from last year, and that was the Angels. It's, it's they the, lost they lost Galdemez, they lost Ortiz, they lost Jersino, they lost Corey Owens, they lost uh, Svalarski. They added Chris Robbins, and that's it. Is third base a hole? I think third base is a hole. Um, it is a hole. However, the guy who's replacing Galdemez played super good last year in typical bullshit Dustin fashion. Uh, there's no way Bill Torres is this good. No, he's, he's not. But he's probably a guy who... It wouldn't be. I think he could hit 300 like he did in 2014, but the OPS is going to be closer to 750 than it is going to be to 850. Yeah, that's already three wins worse. I mean, this team is obviously noticeably worse than last year. And and I don't love who they have at second base either with Antonio Roberts. Yeah, he's another guy much like uh, Bill Torres. I think could be fine, but uh, it certainly is a hole. They need a lot of people to play well. Like, again, it you could see this working out because if Okita plays well and Roberts plays well and Robbins plays well, I'm the most worried about Robbins. When did Curtis Robbins turn 34? It appears just in March. That's a, like, that's pretty old for a shortstop. I feel like he's, he's been 34 on. for 10 years. Right. 
really strange. But yeah, I mean, and then if Espinosa played, but that's a lot of ifs. That's a lot oh, yeah. of ifs. I love the outfield though. I think they have a. I think the outfield alone, Galvez, Espinosa, Kinder, and I'm even going to count Okita in that because he's Okita's really an outfielder. Um, he really belongs in left field, and I imagine he'll find his way there next year when Kinder leaves. Um, those four guys, the top of the order, I think can carry this offense enough. And I know the, the rotation's going to be good. I right. know the bullpen's going to be good. Right. And I know Seattle, man. I just Seattle's going to be. You good. know, you know what this team looks like to me. It looks like the Angels of last year. Strong top of the rotation, strong bullpen, strong top of the order, and question marks behind it. Yeah, I think that's fair, actually. I don't really remember the Angels from last year that much, but is I totally Antonio, agree. Is Antonio Diaz ready for the pros? No. Eh, yes. <laughs> I don't think he's ready at all. Uh, I don't think he's ready for the pros. I do think now, it's going to be unbelievable. Do you think he's going to be good? That's the second question. Oh, he's Absolutely. an ace. He is an ace. When you okay. have the guy who already has the pitches in, already has the movement in, and already has the control in, this guy's not going to become Justin Turner all of a sudden. Here's, here's the question. Is that is that stuff reliant on that changeup becoming a 75? Considering what he's, how many guys he's been striking out at every level of the minors, I'm going to say no. I have no worry about the changeup, no worry about the stuff. Safe to say this guy will be an ace or damn I think, close to it. I, well, the only thing that I would say is I don't disagree with you. I think he looks awesome. I think the last guy we gushed this must about was named Armor. And look what happened. All right, Pete. You never know. And, hey, Diaz has had some injury issues, so you never know. Now I now was going to say the last guy we gushed about was Egerding this much. Nope. And it was not. We, yeah. did gush, we did gush about Egerding. Yep. That's what happened to him, too. But in any event, um, so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, this, this, obviously this rotation is really good. Alvarado, Price, Deering, that's as good as it gets. I mean, like, really. And would you rather have that or do you want Toronto's big three? I would rather have Alvarado. Whatever rotation Alvarado is a part of, I'll take that big three. You want that one? Alvarado, yeah. Price, Deering? Okay. Yes. One, two, three here is just amazing. And the four and fives... Although they're question marks, they're question marks I could see becoming exclamation points. I could see a world where Tovar and Burke pitch well, you know? Yeah. Why is Ron Dorita not a starter? He's, I guess he's really afraid of that 50 stuff. Or, excuse me, 53rd pitch. I don't know if I agree, but... Yeah, I mean, he'd be a starter for me. But... The I Phillies are should, awful. I think he should reconsider. I really do, because what has Dorita really done for you in the pen? He hasn't been that special. I think he I think he looks better than Tovar. Um I think Tovar could be a really good pitcher someday. Looks yeah. really nice. And that's what I'm saying. It could be this year for all I know, because it looks like the stuff and control are basically there. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that it's great. He's closer to ready than Diaz. So Absolutely, yeah. At twenty. Jesus, those IFA, IAFA guys are wild. That's like that's like uh, Troy Pelton starting. I think Troy Pelton started in the majors at 21. So Tovar will be 21 in late May. Oof. I would love to see that. All right. Anything more there with Seattle? Yeah, no, I like this team. 
All right, let's head to the Bay Area. Let's talk Oakland. They uh, they embraced the suck for a while, and they they tried to get the gang back together. Did not this offseason, but they did go out and sign some other uh, some other big guns. They were the winners of the Jeremy Reese sweepstakes. Uh, they they gave him a, a hefty hefty deal, and they added Fidel Romo. Just between those two players, added nearly eight WAR. But they lost uh, Omar Salazar. I think uh, he fucked his fucked Andy's wife a couple too many times. Lost Tony Flores. Lost Ryan McIntyre. I heard all those Warner. guys fucked Andy's wife actually. I think it's like a clause in their contract or some shit. Oh man. Is Fidel Romo as good as he was in Virginia? He was three plus words the last three years. And how good is this Oakland team in general? Is is this Oakland team going to be reliant on the young pitcher stepping up? Jesus, Robinson, Cohen, Herrera. Who, who's the X factor on this team? It's Jesus. Well, obviously, it has to be it's, Jesus. It's obviously these young pitchers, Cohen and Rivera. Right. I mean, that's who it is. I really, really like um, almost everything Andy's done. And I, I want to take credit for it. Us collectively as the pod talking sense into him for just being so mean for so long. Cause all of a sudden he's, he's got it together and that Oakland's making the right moves. All of a sudden their budget isn't 32nd. It's pretty high. And he's going out and doing these signings like Jeremy Reese. These are cool signings. It's a one year deal and it's going to make you more competitive and it's not going to cost you anything. I, I like this team a lot, but it, it totally hinges on, Jesus. If Jesus is great, the, the athletics could be great. I'd be remiss if I did not mention Corey Lang. We were wrong about him. I, I was wrong about him. <laughs> Thank you. Re- glad, I'm glad you rephrased we, we, that. We the angels. We the angels were wrong about All him. Right. Uh, 3 five, two ERA last year. K per nine below six yet again. Yep. Doesn't yeah. matter. I, yeah, I get I'm, that. And I, like I will I will double down on last year and say that he is due for so much regression because none of the peripherals were there. You have the three five two ERA, but none of the peripherals were there. His whip was meh. He walked two and a half for nine, didn't strike out the guys, and his Babbitt was below two eighty. Yeah. See and again, and, and I hate to do this because I agree with everything that D. Rich said about the A's. I think that they've done a really good job. Like really. Done a really great job, and I hope it works out with Rivera. He looks like a really good pitcher. I like Mel Herrera a lot. I think he can be good. Corey Lang, he's still not very good, and I'm going to call out D. Rich a little bit here. You cannot tell me that you are okay with Corey Lang in his fucking 5.7 case per nine. You cannot tell me that the same person that bitches about pitches that are 50 for a third pitch is okay with this 45 fucking change up as a third pitch. You know, this is not a good pitcher. He was a good pitcher last year, but he's not a good pitcher overall. He's just not. You're totally right. But let me play. I was going to say devil's advocate. I'm just going to say, let me play D rich advocate. All right. Let's talk about Corey Lang. Corey Lang has a couple things going for him that make him not worth 16 million, but certainly serviceable. Number one, he doesn't. He can pitch a lot of innings. He's been a reliable guy who just he has 55 stamina. He's given you reliable innings. He's not hurt very often. He's never hurt. Yeah, never hurt. Key word: reliable. Number two, he has pretty high movement. 
even with the 45 changeup, 60 movement allows you to not give up home runs. That's nice. Again, makes you more reliable. Number three, and perhaps the most important for Corey Lang, he's got Sam Manzo style reverse splits where he's better against lefties than he is against righties. Super good trait to have. Any right-handed pitcher who has that is generally way better than they look because they're better against lefties and our, le- our league's so lefty dominant. And number four, he's playing in Oakland. Like the dream pitcher's ballpark. Oakland made, do, Oakland made Brad Robinson an all-star last year. All you got to do is not give up home runs, and it's hard to do in Oakland, but just don't fuck up and just pitch innings. And number five, he finally, for the first time in Oakland history, has a good defense behind him. A lot that of that has nothing to do with Corey Lang. The fact it, that Brad Robinson was an all-star last year speaks to how fluky that season was and how reliant it was on the defense behind him. Brad Robinson was a uh, a lot luckier than Corey Lang. I mean, their I war was disagree. almost double. their war was almost double. If you take the guy who Brad Robinson led the league in walks last year, Brad Robinson had a higher BABIP, had slightly more Ks per nine, I and a higher that, whip. Well, see, uh, yeah, Brad me. Robinson had a higher whip. Lang was luckier. Here's a couple of questions. I don't care about Brad Robinson at all. I think he sucks on ice. Don't he care does. in the slightest. He's awful, awful, awful. He makes Corey Lang look like Alvarado. Like, I don't even want to talk about him anymore at all. That's I'm all-star not, Brad Robinson to you. I'm not sure that this defense got worse, though, did it? It didn't. Which and, is why Corey Lang's probably going to be fine. It's the same team, right? There's no way that Corey Lang can pitch that well again unless he's just really good for some reason at lowering BABIP. Like some pitchers do reliably I mean, have low BABIPs. How do you guys account for him being a three-war pitcher the year before in St. Louis? The What's fact your... that he had a, a, a FIP that was .35 lower last year than it was this year? His FIP in St. Louis in 2014 was 435. This year it was 471. His BABIP was 20 points higher last year. Yeah. Because War doesn't care about ERA. War is FIP based, so yeah. BABIP doesn't. If BABIP isn't a uh, isn't a factor, strikeouts, home runs, and walks. Yeah, I think this team looks pretty good. I don't know that they're a playoff team because this division's so top heavy. But but man, the future is bright. And a pitching rotation that includes a top three of Jason Cohen, Mel Herrera, and Jesus Rivera. If Corey Lang's your number four, you're fucking doing something right. Absolutely. And seriously, in, in Oakland, you just don't need – much like how Montreal gets the most out of Cobby, you can get a lot out of certain pitchers in Oakland. Corey Lang's overpaid for sure. Not arguing that. But he's a guy who's going to go out not fuck up, let the defense do the work, and let the ballpark do the work. And he's done that for two years in a row. One was in St. Louis, one was in Oakland, two pitchers' parks, and he's been successful. It's not crazy. One of the things that's interesting is I've been clicking back and forth on these three pitchers, Cohen, Herrera, and Rivera. And I think all all three of them might be ready for the majors. I think they uh, might Cohen, be, Cohen is absolutely ready for the majors. I think yes. Jesus is ready. The biggest question mark is Herrera. He's the one that might not be ready for the pros. But 
It's close. Herrera's third pitch is a 35. You you can't start that. I don't think Herrera is ever going to be ready for the majors. Um, As a starter. With, right. I'm, I'm, I'm just with Jake. I know he's thinking the same thing I am. He's just – it's a th- 35 changeup. He'll, he'll never be ready. His overall is a typical guy who's a trap. 75 right. stamina, 75 hold runners. That should just boost you up. Well, he's right. Not, he, he can be a reliever someday, right? I, but. I'm I'm pretty worried about Jesus being ready this year. I don't think he is. And uh, if he's not, then Oakland's not going to be as competitive as they should be. If he is, then watch out. Because last year, he, he walked seven guys per nine. This year, in spring training, he's walking just under five per nine. He's also striking out 15.3 per nine. I mean, yeah, exactly. The talent is absurd. But much like how we talked about uh, – God, who's that bitch we talked about earlier? Are we talking about Ted Foley or something? The but dude in get, uh, Boston? Maybe that's who it was. Varietta? Varietta. Yeah, if you can get your walks to – if he can get his walks to five or lower, Jesus is going to be fucking Jesus. But if it's seven, he's unplayable. I mean it just – Oh, no. We were talking about uh, Avgerinos. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Right. Exactly right. So that that's what it comes down to. If he can walk five guys per nine, watch out. Oakland's going to be really scary because there's not going to be a lot of guys reaching base there. Dare I say the lineup is better than their rotation? I think you you can. I will allow you. Love Jeremy Reese. Sean Gunning is an underrated second baseman. Had four and a half war last year. I really worry about Sean Gunning so much. I think defensively he's just not going to last. Oh, no. He's he's Souders. I, I don't I don't know how he was minus one point two zone rating there last year. I think he might have been fifty five range last year. So I he think this be. might be his last year. The issue, um, I mean, Jeremy Reese is legit. Fidel Romo, gonna be interesting to see if he can replicate what he did in Virginia. Tommy Lozano was a was a, a man possessed last season. He is so good. John Clark, uh, he's That's fruit of the Souders trade. Tommy Lozano. fruit of the Souders trade that we touched on uh, earlier. John Clark did John Clark things last year. I mean, this lineup is seven, eight, nine deep. I'll it, tell you what, this these prospects keep on going. This kid Matt Holly, I, I don't like know if him. I don't know if Holly's ready. I think I, oh, Romo ends up re- at third base. I he's think. not ready for the pros now, but he doesn't need to be because they have Romo. I'm just yeah. saying, as a prospect, I really like this kid. Holly, like so you still you still like him a lot? I do. All right, because. Holly just had a bad dev report. I've heard that from not just myself, but from other people. But I also have it on record that Andy thinks Holly's the best hitter in the history of the planet. Right. Not just the Skyline Online League, but all online leagues, including real life. He thinks Matt Holly's that good. Yeah. Well, Matt Holly has a couple of things going for him. First of all, he's not one of these palindrome guys that D. Rich hates because he's going to hit for enough contact to be useful. And the home run power is going to play, even in Oakland. Okay? I hope so. I really hope so. And number two, he is never hurt. Never. He's, yeah. right-hand, he's right-handed. He's got the defense to play at third. So I'm, obviously, I'm not going to say that I think he's the best hitter ever on all online leagues on planet Earth because that's ridiculous. But – the fact that A's brass likes loves Matt Holly, I I get it. I am there with them. I, I hope your scout and Andy scout are right. Mine has always been a hater, even since the draft. I always thought this guy was never good. 
Well, he's and we one know of those if guys. Pathetic hatred for all third baseman as well. So yeah, there's you know what? That. That's probably that's probably it. I never even thought about that. But he was <laughs> he was like an, a 75 OSA guy at the draft, and just had horrible bars by OSA and by my scout. And I'm I'm worried, but man, I I'm really really rooting for the Athletics. I swear I am. The one concern I have is this team was partially good because of defense. I'm afraid that's that's dipping because I'm right. worried that Jeremy Reese is going to play first base. I'm worried right. that Sean Gunning's going to play second base. I'm worried that Tommy Lozano is going to play outfield and it's going <laughs> to dip. Oof. I mean, Lozano played 55 games in the outfield in right field last year was a was a net zero. In right field last worried. year. I don't think it's going to last very long, and I'm afraid Andy's not going to make the adjustment in time. Okay. Was that it for uh, is that it for Oakland? It is. It's a team on the rise. Done a good job, Andy. Another Delta team, I think. Yeah. All right. Let's head to Las Vegas. Uh, projected to be the numbers uh, tied for six here uh, in the Pacific Division. Is team love Bill Moraz? I know Dan loves Bill Moraz. We love Dan Moraz. Well, get another full. Lefty 75 stamina. I mean, That's, need we yeah. say more? Get a get another full year out of Bruce Contras, another full year out of Alec Wells. Edwin Estrada is quietly the number two third baseman in Sky. Uh, you've got Rick Casas, who another man possessed last season. And they signed the longtime Pacific favorite Ernesto Jimenez. What do you guys see from Las Vegas this season? Whoa, they signed Jimenez? They did, $9 million. And they signed Luis Pineda. So that's DH, DH. Casas really is a DH. This team is a little reminiscent of Kansas City to me in the sense that they're too young to compete, but they have a lot of talent. It just talent, doesn't fit. It doesn't fit yet, and he's got to start shuffling it around. I mean, he has too many outfielders, too many DHs. It just doesn't work. And so zero I, pitching. I think I think Pineda and Jimenez are going to platoon at DH. Which is a weird thing to do, considering Jimenez is a switch hitter and hits both sides equally. Um, I think he signed both of these guys probably for trade fodder, just trying to get something at the deadline, because there's no way he thinks this is a competitive team. And I don't think Dan's a dumbass, I think. I... I still sort of like this team. I like Samuel Turton. I like that guy. I like Chris Greasy, sort of. I like Ryan Yates. I like Alec Wells. I like Bruce Contras. Now, I like Luis Pineda. I, I, I think all these guys are pretty good. Now, Dietrich is right. They're all outfielders or DHs. All of them. Every single guy I mentioned. So, I, I, I really like Villanueva. I like Edwin Estrada. I like all this team. I, I, a couple of things. First of all, if you were rebuilding, do you want all of your young guys to be in complete lockstep in their progression through your team? Like by um, that, I mean, Alec Wells, Bruce Contras, all these guys have the same first year of team control, the same second year of team control, the same third year of team control, and so on. I've always thought that that was a bad idea, and that's exactly what Dan did. It is in this instance. Um, It can work if you do it like Baltimore, where you have other pieces in place, and you have a whole bunch of young guys coming at the same time, and you can 
you can kind of pencil in a five-year window where you'll be competitive. Right. But Vegas is the opposite. Vegas has Wells and Contras and Estrada and all these these really those three are great pieces. And he's what he's going to do is he's going to waste. He's just going to waste all of their years where they're cheap because this team's not close to ready. It has some prospects who are good and young. I mean, in the top five, he just took an 18-year-old outfielder. He took Mike Osborne first overall last year, who's 19. He has Mauricio Cortez, who looks great, who's 20. And that's when the window really is going to open for the Knights, is when Osborne and Cortez and Josh Edge become ready. So it's probably three or four years away from them being really competitive. And boom, what do you know? That's the same time Estrada, Contras, and Wells are going to get paid. So it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's just an, a, it, it, it would never occur to me if I were rebuilding to plan to have an exact lockstep. All of my young talent start the same year. If anything, I would intentionally do it differently than that. Yeah, I it's, don't know. it's it's hindering him totally. And he has the talent. And you know what makes me worried is because I'm glad you said this about his. I don't know the, the timeline for these guys, because. Every year that he keeps these players, the Contras, the Estradas, the Wells, the Casas even, every year he keeps them, they get a little less valuable. Because take Wells, for instance, this guy's trade value is probably damn near its peak that it's ever going to be because he makes $500,000 a year. And it's going to be that way for three straight years. And if you want to trade him in two years, all of a sudden you're trading for a guy who's about to make $6 million in ARB. And you're like, ugh. That's not quite as sexy. So so he's not only making his team – his team's not going to be competitive regardless, but he's kind of hindering the trade value. The other thing that I, I would say is – this is also because I missed last year. So I really liked the De La Cruz signing, and I still think they should have him. Oh, are, not, we, are, not, not only should he not have traded De La Cruz for what he got for him, he just shouldn't have traded De La Cruz. He should still own him. Are we allowed to shit on him yet for that trade? Because I was uh, waiting. Ah, uh, sure. I to- no, I no, no, Jake. This was not a question for you. This was just more I for the group in general. For the, for the group in general. Uh, I I just don't like. I, I think this team should still have De La Cruz. Absolutely, they should have De La Cruz. I uh, I encouraged Dan to sign De La Cruz because I figured, hey, if you think your window is in 2018, De La Cruz is going to be there. Why not sign him? Right. I hoped he would have front-loaded the deal. He didn't. That right. was a but mistake. That's a, but that's okay. That but, you can recover from because he has lots of money. None of his guys make any money. Exactly. You have lots of money. You have a lot of flexibility. And you know what? De La Cruz is always going to be an asset, especially – it's weird. Like when he's making $45 million a year, his value for you actually goes up the longer you hang on to him. Because as right. an expiring contract, he's potentially worth more than he is – uh, when he has four-year deal. Right. Unless, yeah. of course, you retain, which is so fucking stupid. And that's yeah. what he did. He retained for three years, which basically takes this window of the Las Vegas Knights to 2019. Because how the hell are you going to be competitive with $23 million in the books? It's really, really hard to do that. Yeah. I, I, I just don't love 
I, I loved the De La Cruz signing. I would have liked it if he was signed by the Yankees. That's what we all predicted, right? And that would have yeah. been fine. I would have liked that. That would have been it, perfectly fine. But I had no problem with it being a signing by the Knights. But you weren't signing him for 2015. You weren't signing him for 2016. You were signing him for 17 and 18. Yep. Somewhere in there. And he still would have been on the team. And yet you traded him and went back into the rebuild. And now that makes the whole thing. It just leaves a totally bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I'm I'm ignoring entirely the fact that what he got for the deal, because all of that, all of the RP jokes, a couple of relievers for an ace sort of all that bullshit misses. The larger point is that he shouldn't have been traded at all for anything. Absolutely, Trent. I love that you're saying this because I could not agree more. Um, I look at the preseason productions. Vegas is projected for 75 wins with this, the baby Knights, a whole bunch of kiddos. And if they have De La Cruz, it's got to be five, six, seven games more. Right. They are way better with De La Cruz. And imagine and that, next year when everyone right. gets better. Right. Fuck. You think you want an ace then? I sure do. I don't want a 19-year-old reliever who has no chance of gaining a third pitch. The trade is so bad, and it's... Uh, it's not aggregating bad, but the logic behind it doesn't make any sense. And I was so disappointed from a guy who I thought was a smart guy to make that move. Yep. Didn't make any it sense. It just doesn't make sense. Jake, do you have comments on the Knights? Uh, I, this is a team that's set up for two, three years from now. If Morales lives up to what Dan says, he's got a future ace. If not, he's got a stud reliever. Mario Godinez, I fucking love. He should break camp as probably their closer. Jesse Krause, who he also got with Rich Casas, I don't think he's been talked about enough. OSA has him with that change of getting to 50. I don't know if it's even going to get there. At worst, another stud reliever, but there, there's talent here. I don't know how it fits, but the talent is there. Yeah, the Rich, the Rich Casas deal was a great deal for him. I don't think he's gotten credit for that. I think actually Dan's probably painted as the resident town retard because that day the cruise deal and rightfully so, but he's made savvy moves. He's done a lot of smart things. Casas deal was great, but he's doing it backwards. I mean, if you're trying to rebuild, get your key pieces in place and then worry about the bullpen and DH and the back end of your rotation. Just those, those pieces that you don't, you can buy in free agency or buy for cheap. Worry about those last. I mean, you yep. just don't rebuild with a core of relievers. It doesn't make sense. And I like a lot of his pieces. Like, I think this team's so talented. But having all outfielders who are all going to get paid at the same time, which is all the same time that your your number one overall pick's going to come up, it the timeline's so jacked, and I can't really picture a world. I don't know. Like, I'm thinking of 2019, are the Knights going to be good? And I don't see it. And they would have been really good, like win the Pacific sort of good with De La Cruz. Absolutely had that potential, yeah. And you know what? If if it didn't work out, if Contras and Wells turned out to you bust, you still could have traded him. Still could have traded him. And he has more value. And you don't you don't get relievers. You get good yep. players. We should be done with the Knights, but whatever. Yeah, you're All right. All right. Let's head back to the Bay Area. Let's talk San Francisco. They, uh, they missed the playoffs last year. They had made it the year before. They have five, six, seven legit starters. Jeff Hyde, it looks like, is is penciled in at number three for their lineup. Not sure I love that. 
how do you Trent? How, how do you see these Giants? They've still got Jason Foley. They still got Bobby Myers. I've got no clue where the fuck Bobby Myers came from. It's I I don't I don't love it. I like a couple pieces here and there, but I don't love the overall makeup. Bobby Myers was a Rule 5 guy from the White Sox that says, I think he was a former Philly. I think he was a Philly draft pick. I'm going to look that up. I am correct. So I've remembered that name. Uh, I think he went through L.A. Yeah, I'm a little alarmed this team was picked as low as it was in the division by OSA. I'm going to disagree with OSA a little bit. I, I sort of like this team. I mean, I like Jason Foley. think he's a quality player. I like Carlos Ruiz. thinks he's a quality player. I like all these guys. I like the third I mean, baseman Ruiz, Meyer. Ruiz can't stay healthy. Right. That, that's always been the knock on Ruiz. Is that, that right. the, he, he can't stay healthy for the love of God. And right. I don't think he's ever going to be someone that plays more than 120 games a year because at the age of 25, he's already a scroll guy. And it's been not just day-to-day stuff, but long-term injuries. Hey, and good news for you, Gabe Landry sucked last year, so congratulations on that. Jerry was finally right. Yep, look at that. All right, he he OPS eight thirty three. Let's relax. But 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 hey, I also missed time. This team does God, not. Gabe Landry's thirty. What the fuck? I this know. team this team does not look worse than the Las Vegas Knights. I, I just don't think they look worse than. Oh, them. that is such a crazy ranking. That alone makes me think that this whole projections are fucking nuts. Because the Giants. The Giants have been good for three or four years now, and yeah. every year we all talk about how much we like the Giants. They they look the same, and somehow they're worse than the Knights. It's crazy. Yeah, no, that's wrong. It's just wrong. Yep, that's it. The Giants are good. I really like this rotation. I like it every year. I think Kevin Anderson is – I don't think that he's ever going to be that 80 guy that OSA has. Like, I don't think that's what he's going to be, but I think he's going to be pretty damn good. Um. And I think it can get a lot prettier than last year and the year before. Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't want to get too excited about the Giants. They won 82 games last year. That's about what I think they'll be. They'll be in that ballpark around 500, maybe a little north. What I'd like to see is them maybe tailor their lineup a little bit more to the ballpark. I mean, it's you got triples alley there, and I, I just want to see some more speed and some more gap guys. Uh, you're kind of doing it with the rotation, but... I don't know. Yeah, they, I'm not sold. They, they've done a good job tailoring their rotation for their ballpark because Agabrecht is a low-movement guy. Obviously, Darius Thompson, who's been with them forever, is a low-movement guy. So. Yeah, yeah. but I'd, I just like to see them go that route. Just steal a ton of bags, you know? You have that opportunity to play the Brewer baseball where you're just running and having fun, and I don't quite see it here. Yeah. So you, you have a you have a strong strong infield of Foley Ruiz Myers. Outside of that, I don't love any of these hitters. Hyatt is okay but can't stay healthy. I mean I'm I'm surprised they got 135 138 games out of him last year. I mean he's a super day to day guy. He's had barely a lot of one day injuries on that list, so I'm not thinking of Hyatt. I'm thinking of shit, who is my old I'm not thinking of Hyatt. I'm thinking of uh, Ryan Parsons. Who are you thinking? No, I uh, the uh, another former Angel left fielder that couldn't stay. Oberg. I'm thinking of Jeff Oberg. Ooh, that's a big big difference. Yeah, that's Jeff like Oberg, Jeff Hyatt. Off. 
I know. Fair which is it's a Jeff. Yeah. It's a Jeff. I'll give you a pass. I'll give it's you a pass. A Jeff. It, yeah. Uh, Tyler Olson is was shit last year when healthy. Gabe Landry wasn't all that healthy last year. I don't love any of these hitters outside of the infielders, and Carlos Ruiz can't stay healthy. I think he's someone I, I know can't stay healthy. This is why this is why it's an 82 win team. Is because this team looks really good when you just look at the rankings and look at the main screen, the default view or whatever it is. And then you go in deeper and it just, you realize that it's not quite as good. There are teams that are greater than the sum of their parts. This team is less than the sum of its parts almost. Well put. And maybe D rich and maybe D rich is onto something. Maybe it just doesn't fit its ballpark. It does seem like they are, have a lot of power hitters like Jason Foley, sort of a power hitter. Right. Um, Tyler Olson, Bobby Myers, right? All these guys are guys that hit for power. It's not enough. It's not enough something. I don't know. But I think 80 to 85 wins sounds about right. In the Pacific, that's not going to get it done. It's just that. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a fourth or fifth place team. Pretty good, just not enough. I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, If they were in any other division, this conversation would probably go a lot different. Yep. It's sad. The Giants were like, Kind of America's sweetheart for a second. Our pod's sweetheart, I should say. Yep. We all were rooting for him, and now it's it's getting a little stale. Not much has changed, and I'd like to see a little bit more life pumped into it. Anything more here with the Giants? I mean, we uh, have we talked we have have we talked about their their rotation enough? I mean, I, I mentioned they're five, six, seven deep. They have Rich Todd at the back end, Brown and Caro to bridge there. I will say that Kevin Anderson's. Arguably my favorite player in Sky. I think this guy is, uh, you know, we talked about what pitcher you would start, what hitter you would start a team with, Brashear or Sanchez. Oh, yeah. If we talked pitchers, Kevin Anderson would be right there in the conversation. And he was awful last year. Um, He had decent war, but a horrible BABIP, had an ERA through the fucking roof. In this ballpark, this guy should cut his ERA by two runs per nine, and that's a lot of games, I think. Yeah, well, it's it's lefty, 80 stamina. Need we say more? And, but, like, great. But, every every bar is great. The pitches are great. He's literally never been hurt. The guy's a drain player. Yeah. No, I think I might take Jesus, but that's just me. If I were starting a team with a pitcher. Interesting. I'm just throwing a name out there that isn't Kevin Anderson. Oh, I, I, think I'm, I think that's a good name. I would take Kevin, uh-huh. but it's close. I'll say something about this rotation. I'll be disappointed if Avina's in the rotation instead of Darius Thompson. Avina should not be in the rotation at all. Darius Thompson should be that number five guy. I I don't think there's any question. He's been a starter his whole career. Why would he stop now? Well, he's flirted. He's flirted with Darius Thompson the bullpen in the past. Yeah, I know. So stupid. It's, It's it's been always dumb. In the last two years, Avinas, that, uh, Thompson has split time between the bullpen and the rotation. That guy, that guy is the dream. Like, look at that consistency. That that is just scrumptious. He's he's Galdemez of the pitching staff. It's so gorgeous. Very nice. All right, we ready to finish up the Pacific here? I'm ready. I am. Let's move on to San Diego. The uh, the Ben Diego Padres. They're they're about to uh, bring up all these young guys. Yeah, Steve Meese, Tom Goldsmith, Oscar Vieja, uh, Jorge Arzega. Uh, it, they traded for Marshall Hetherington. 
What what does 2016 have in store for the San Diego Padres? It's, it's, it's just, let me say something. I have this pitcher by the name of Kevin uh, uh, Wyckoff. And, Shane, uh, Shane, Shane Wyckoff. Come on, man. Come on. And, and he is a low-movement guy. And I got him in the uh, Tony Flores trade to uh, to Oakland last year. And... Uh, he's a low movement, and so I'm a little worried he's not a good fit for my ballpark. And a possible destination for him was San Diego at one point, middle of last year. Came really close to happening. And I was asking about a lot of these young outfielders. Steve Meese, Oscar Villeja, Tom Goldsmith. How sexy is the young outfield? of Steve Meese, Oscar Villeja, Tom Goldsmith. Because I'm willing to say somewhere between pretty damn sexy and, like, motherfucking awesome sexy. <laughs> like, it's it, – am I the only one that's seeing that? I mean well, – I think there's – you might even be forgetting one. Alberto Chavez, if you like palindrome, guys, is pretty sexy too. Right. Now, I think that – I think he might be moving to first base if the – and you know what? If I look at it right, I could see it. I think that makes sense. I think he's moving to first base, and that's the future of the Padres right there. It's those four guys. I mean, am I wrong? Uh, you're not wrong. Um, I just don't think it's a smart move. We're kind of seeing it in a few places. A, a couple teams just are hoarding outfielders, and it's kind of hurting them. St. Louis and Las Vegas in particular. I know Toronto's hoarding outfielders, but they, Toronto's in a different league. But do you really need your, your four best players, your four prospects you're building around to all play the same position? I don't know. Steve Meese certainly is worth talking about. For the bars alone, too bad he has horrible splits, but uh, an incredibly good player. I just wish this team had some pitching talent and some infield talent. But right now it just looks like – it reminds me totally of the Knights, just worse. Just a worse Vegas. I don't hate Jalen Carthon. Um, I'm trying to think. You're right about the infield. looks pretty damn bad. I mean, they have <laughs> Jaden Simon. Somebody gave him a job. Which was All a good move, a savvy move considering he was asking nothing. Right. I love Ignacio Mendoza. Love that signing. Yeah, really sneaky signing. Um, he's actually still good. I mean, I think defense alone can, is going to make Mendoza worth five and a half million. Yep. Yeah, it's a well, shame he's he's not quite the off, the defender he was in the past. But this is a a very surprising Hall of Famer not case, and it's worth it's a conversation actually worth having if you're talking about Mendoza. You know that he's over forty WAR for his career. Boy, did that ever happen quietly. Look at that. It reminds he, me a lot of Angleton Simmons. I Ignacio Mendoza would not find my Hall of Fame ballot. No, I think I'm going to go no. But it is a very surprising, like, 40-war career. Like, is I he, would not – I, I might have taken the under if you told me he had a 20-war career. You know, like, it just did not see that coming. He's a 150 zone rating career at shortstop. That is impressive. I mean, he's the best shortstop we've ever had in our league. Seven-time Gold Glover. Yeah. It's interesting. He's very interesting. It's it's it is a great value signing because he could 
like be asleep and be worth five and a half million just on defense alone without even trying. Um, but yeah, really interesting little team. Yeah, he, I, he was plus twenty four one year. Sorry for cutting you off. So, so that one fi- that one fifty zone rating is third all time among shortstops, which is crazy. Who are the the top two? It must be bonkers. John guys who- John Hayes two twelve. Yep. yep, I knew that was coming. Yeah. And then the former – this man played for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different teams, won five gold gloves. Sergio Ramos. Ooh. He was at the Unfamiliar. beginning. Unfamiliar. He, uh, he, he played most of his career in the AI area, played four years in the human era. Oh, a former angel. I see. One year in California. Yeah, yeah, that's wild to be uh, plus 20 at shortstop. That's just like mind-bogglingly yeah. good. Well, that's John Hayes. I knew that name was coming. Yeah, he was like, mind-bogglingly good. Right. Just a uh, reminder that Jorge Cacadino still has the all-time single-season shortstop zone rating record of 29.9. 29. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe that that that, that, that ever happened. Um, I have the gold cover last year. Five war that season. Yeah, yep. I had the gold glover last season and was so stoked that Bova was plus 12. To go from plus 12 to plus 29, that's like Little League versus the Major so Leagues. That's fucking Bo- nuts. Boville plus at 12.2, 64th all time. Yeah, not even, season. not even close. Yep. All right, let's talk about the Padres. I like this, this number one spec of theirs, Alex Salazar. You guys with me there? Think he's studly? I'm with you there in general. Um, not quite on OSA's level, but certainly going to be a pill. He's got three pitches and he's got stamina. Yeah, I, That's enough. I think he, he, he could, he could start now. I, I think he's ready. He didn't, uh, he didn't go to spring training. So I, he's not going to, so I, I've got him 55, 55, 35 current. The control still needs to come in. He didn't participate in spring training, which kind of shocked me actually. Uh, but he'll start the year in AAA. Would not surprise me if he was a mid-year call up. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like we've done a little bit more picking on Ben Diego than we have complimenting. And when I went to look at this system because he was interested in Wyckoff, I was like, you know what? This is actually a really sexy minor league system. Yeah, it oh, really yeah. is. There's a lot and, to like here, for sure. And, and I mean, I knew I wasn't going to get some of these guys. We batted around Vieja. Vieja was almost a Philly. And Wyckoff almost a Padre because he was almost willing to do it. Ended up saying no. Him, not me. I was ready a to one, go. A one for one? Yep. Interesting. Because Vieja is a really interesting player. Um, And it would have been a one for one straight up. They were – it was like the – I mean, at the time, it would have been like the 44th spec for the 37th spec. So, you know, relatively close. One for one straight up. I was ready to say yes. He backed off the last minute. So – Again, but I told him that I was impressed enough with his young outfield and thing that the next time we had a prod, I would bring it up. Wanted to make sure I came through. It's very good. I mean, there's – I don't love all the guys, but boy, there's – my scout loves VA. I love Chavez. He likes Meese. It's hard to like Meese as much as OSA likes Meese. It uh, is hard to like Meese that much. I mean, my, my scout's not even close and still has him at 80. Yeah, my not, scout – my scout likes him as much as OSA does. It, it you can't like him more than that. 
but how yeah. how good can this guy be? Because he has horrible splits. Yeah, just dreadful splits. I mean, one of the things he's going to do though, like he's not a typical like guy with lefty splits who's awful. I mean, look look he, at Kronk splits. Kronk splits aren't all that good. Yeah. Kronk has those extreme splits too. Yeah, well, and Kronk's a good comp because you know what Mies can do that Kronk can do well? He can play defense. And you know what else Mies can do that's going to add to his overall value is he can run. That's he's, got, he's got sexy-looking Country speed. speed. He's country fast. He is yeah. country fast. A white guy who's fast. Country fast. Steve Mies, 75, 75, 80. Yep. That is like borderline Hathaway good. And so we, we so talked we'll – we talked to Mondragon earlier. I uh, I have another sort of sexy West Rookie of the Year pick, and that's Jorge Arthaga. I love Jorge Arthaga. Yeah, see, this team is a lot more than those outfielders. This Arth- is a- Arthaga? Arthaga. Are you saying with a T-H? Yeah. Not a is that Z? how you is that how you would pronounce that? That's how I pronounce it. I mean, it's Dominican. It's not Spanish, so it might be Arzaga. Um, but if it's Spanish, it would be Arzaga. Huh. I would say Arzaga. I would say Arzaga. Bert, Bert, I, I, Bert, I, Bert I will agree with me on I, that. I hope you're right because I like it hey. better as Arzaga. Me too. But me and Trent are both stupid. We think yeah. like a mile in the ocean is like the same as on land. We don't <laughs> even know what a statute mile is. We're fucking retards. Statute fucking mile. <laughs> but yes, no, I know. He's got three pitches at 65 plus. He's only 23. Yeah, this guy looks like... He's going to be legit. This guy looks like a solid number two. He's never Ooh. been hurt in his career. Ooh. And Alex Salazar looks like the ace. So this is a team on the upswing. Boy, oh boy. I think this team just needs to trade an outfielder for an infielder. And yep. basically that you're done. Correct. Go get an elite. Go get Perdomo. Yep. Whatever. A top prospect is an infielder. I don't know if there's many. All right. Are the San Diego Padres the Pacific favorites in 2019? I think I prefer where the Knights are to the Padres. Boy, but it's close. The thing is, the, the Padres, I think the Knights are in a better spot, but the Knights' future hinges on trades, much like how the Royals have the most talent but need to make trades. The Knights need to trade sooner rather than later. The Padres can kind of roll with this team if they need to. And right. Well, and the Padres have nothing to lose, right? Like they can roll with this team, whatever. They don't care, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, hell, yeah. none, neither team has really nothing to lose, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I agree with you more, though, on Vegas. I think Vegas needs to like the San Diego, the San Diego Padres could do nothing and still be in the same position next year as they are this year, which is still on the up. Up and coming. Just wait for the young guys to get better. I think Vegas, in order for them to be in the same position next year that they are this year, they need to make trades. Yeah, exactly. And so, so but, but in any it's, event. It's weird because the Padres are all of a sudden entering the Vegas zone, which is how many rookies do they have coming up right now? Yep. That gets your clock ticking, which means you either got to get good really fast or you got to make trades really fast. I mean – Vegas, one thing to their credit, they held those guys down in the minors as long as possible. Contras and Estrada and Wells, those guys were like 24 in the minors for five years. And the Padres look like they're going to call everyone up. It looks like Mises and Arthaga are going to pit, are going to play. And that that's might be a problem. 
I think that I think that Tom Goldsmith might not be ready. I think that obviously VA is certainly ready. I don't know what else you'd want the guy to prove in Triple A, but but uh, but I agree with you. I think Meese is ready. I don't know that Goldsmith is ready, so maybe they keep him down. He was pretty awful last year, Triple A, but yeah, the rest of these guys, yeah, you just wait it out. Just wait yeah. for your team to get good. They got so a, that, they got a sure thing good reliever in Jonathan Bream coming up the system too. So, so gun to your head, who makes the playoffs first, Padres or Knights? Padres. Padres. All right, I'm gonna take Vegas, but I'm gonna rely on Dan Vegas not being a retard in trades again because once is enough. All right, who wants to lead off the West predictions? Oh, this one, I gotta say, the Pacific is so hard in comparison to every other division. I'll I'll start it then. Go ahead. I'll I'll take the Angels to win the division. Shocker. I, I think, I know, right? It's like taking the, the Braves to finish second in the Atlantic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> after the Angels, I'll go Dodgers. Ah, fuck me. Dodgers and Mariners. Wow. Angels, Dodgers, Mariners. Woo-da. Followed by the Athletics, Diamondbacks, Giants, Knights, Padres. Wow. Um, I guess not terribly different than what I have. I'm going to have a shocker for you for my first place team. It's not the Mariners and it's not the Angels. It's the, the Los Angeles Dodgers, I think, is the best team in this division. Now, can you tell me the last time the Dodgers won the Pacific? I don't know if they ever have. 2001 was the last time the Dodgers won the Pacific. Yeah, back in the time when up was down. No one knew what the hell was going on. That was that guy who never really posted on Slack and had a great team, won it all in the Expos. What was that guy's name, GM of the Expos, before Graham? I don't know. But, Fuck that guy, though. How could you leave when you have that team? Mike really, Eric. I'm really mad at you for stealing my thunder. I should have gone second. I wanted to pick the Dodgers to win it all, too. Well, all right, too ahead. bad. I knew Fuck. Jake wasn't going to pick the, anyone but the Angels. So I, I know. Yep. So I have Dodgers first. I do have Angels second. I think the Angels are really good. Just, I just don't think they're good reliant enough. Reliant on health. They're reliant on health, and I don't think they're good enough to make any noise without McCorkle because you're a pussy. Third, I went with the Mariners. <laughs> uh, again, same top three. And then the next three is really tricky. I'm going Giants, then Oakland, then Arizona. I uh, really think Scott shot himself in the foot there. Then Vegas and Padres playing their own little game in the bottom. Whatever. I will take L.A. to win it all, then California, then Seattle. Still makes me mad. It's ruined my whole thunder. So upset. <laughs> L.A., California, Seattle. Then Arizona, Oakland, San Fran. And then Vegas. And then the Padres. All right. So we're all a little, we're all a little mixed up, but it looks like there's a kind of a three – one through three, three through six. I, w- would it surprise you if, if two of those three teams that we named among the Angels, Dodgers, Mariners, if two of those three teams missed? It would surprise me. I think I think any one of the next three, the Giants, Oakland, or Arizona, could make the playoffs, and I wouldn't be shocked. But I would be shocked if two of them made it, and I would be shocked if one of them finished second. I think it's going to be a sneak-in to third situation. Right. Huh. And, it, and it might not be – Seattle, who they overtake. I mean, that's who I have in third. It could be California. It could be L.A., right? Like, I could be wrong, right? So, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, I, how, big a, how big a gap is there between third and fourth in the Pacific? I think the I gap between first and sixth is the smallest in the league. 
I would agree. I think the Pacific's the best division in baseball, one through six by I think it's, far. It's definitely the deepest. I think one through six, it's by far the best division. Yeah, right. it's not close. It's just not close, one through six. Uh, all yeah, six of those teams are good. The sixth best team in the division. Yeah, how many teams finish under 500 in the Pacific? Is it only two? I think it's only two. I think they're going to be right around 80 games, and probably 87 gets you in third. I mean, it's going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be really hard to win a lot of games in this division. Well, that's a good point. Does anybody win 100 in the Pacific? No. Angels are healthy. No. I think that, like, what's the over-under on, we both picked L.A. What's the over-under on that team? Is it 95? Is it 90? I think it's 92. Yeah, I think that's closer to it. I think a lot of these three teams, it reminds me. Does 95 win the division? Yes. Oh, for sure. I think 95, if you pencil in 95 wins, you guarantee yourself the division. You know what? I know this is the West, this is Pacific, but it just reminds me of those NL West years where three teams finished with 90 wins, like for five years straight, it felt like. So I see a lot of teams right around that number, right around 90. Yeah. All right. I think that's Let's wrap it. Let's wrap this up. Let's see. Uh, so we're going to go who comes out of the East, who comes out of the West, who wins it all, and then the position player and pitcher of the year in both leagues. Trent, you start us off. I will take Toronto to come out of the East to vanquish Baltimore, who I might predict to get upset in the Atlantic playoffs, right, by a clearly inferior team. But I think maybe they're – their luck might run out in the playoffs because a lot of the playoffs is luck and they've had pretty good luck thus far. And so I think I'll pick Baltimore to get upset by maybe Virginia, some team like that in the playoffs. And then Toronto sneaks in, makes their first ever Skyline Cup championship with Amin out of the East. In the West, I really don't know what to do. I mean, like, really. I'll pick L.A. because I'll be a puss. Um, but, you know, they, I picked them to win the Atl- the Pacific, so I'll pick them to win the West. Because I think the Pacific is vastly better than the Central. And so I'll just pick the best team in the Pacific. And then I'll pick Amin to win it all because I think Toronto's the best team in the sky. By talent alone. Wow. Do you have a position player of the year, pitch of the wow. year? Position player of the year in the East. You know what? I'll go with Blake Spence. Really good player out in Cleveland. And in the West, uh, maybe Galvez stays healthier than he usually does and uh, wins one in Seattle. I love Galvez, so I'll go with that. Um, Pitcher of the year. I'm going to pick Mike Reese from Toronto until he wins one um, because I think he's really freaking good. Um, guy that nobody talks about in that rotation and in the West, I'll take Alvarado because, you know, he's Alvarado. Trent, you're a son of a bitch. I want to tell you that. Um, I took your thunder for one division and you followed up and took my thunder for basically every single thing you just said. The, I filled out this already on Kiefer's little thing and basically you copied what I was going to say. Uh, I love Toronto coming out of the north. I love them coming out of the east. And I love them winning the title uh, in large part because, just like you said, it's hard to do it three years in a row. And so I think Baltimore's due for one shitty series where they just fall apart. 
and that team's probably Virginia. So I like Virginia losing to the Jays in the East Championship Series. And in the West, I like Colorado and the Dodgers facing off, but L.A. coming through and then getting slaughtered. The best friend championship, Amin's going to just kick Michael's ass and take it down. I do like the best friend championship stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'm a storyline guy. I'm a sucker. That's I'm a good. Sucker. I like it. That's like, I like it. I like it. Sucker. And it's weird. I uh, I kind of talked this guy down, but when I did Kiefer's profile, I picked this guy for position player of the year, and that's Ramiro Mendez in my, in Minnesota. Uh, he was five and a half WAR last year. Think the defense is going to get worse, but I think he'll be in that six WAR range, and he'll be right in the mix of position player of the year. In the East, uh, for pitcher of the year, I'm going a Blue Jay, but not Reese. I'm going John Sissel. Sissel is so good. He was hurt last year, only pitched 140 innings and had five war. I think if he pitches 200 innings, he's going to be at seven and take her down. Uh, Rookie of the year in the East, I'm going Edgar Torres, homer pick. The Atlanta Braves, I really, really like this guy's odds to pitch well for me. So I think he's going to probably have 3.8 war, and that's going to be good enough for Rookie of the Year. In the West, ooh. Uh, Hit of the Year, I filled out Galvez on that sheet. Uh, I told Dustin in a message, I said, man, Galvez is due for a healthy year. It just He feels like the type. He feels like Gomez, kind of, always hurt at the wrong time for, like, Silky, something like that. And I think he's going to play 140, 150 games and be awesome. I really hope we get to see eight, nine war Galvez like he's been playing. He just hasn't been healthy. Uh, Pitcher of the year, Alvarado is an obvious choice. And then rookie of the year, I'm going to go to the guy we were just talking about in San Diego, Oscar Vieja. Uh, I know the defense is going to be there. I think he'll hit some homers. So I think his four war season in the majors will get it done. I uh, since you guys both went Toronto, I, I can't also go Toronto because that that just ruins a mean season right there. Uh, so I'll take Baltimore, the the, the three P. The, the team is somehow better than last year. They lost Nation, but they showed by last year they they just need to score more runs than you, and they're gonna do that. This this lineup is nine deep. This lineup is fucking eleven deep, honestly. The the rotation will be good enough. The the bullpen's good enough. Baltimore will will take out the. The, the inferiors in the Atlantic, the inferiors in the North, and I think they, 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 beat, C, uh, they beat Kansas City. I, I'm on the Kansas City train. They won 90-plus games last year. The the lineup is there. The hitting is there. I'm not sure I trust the pitching, but the, the hitting should be good enough, and, and we know that, that Matt can swing for the fences and, and make a big trade. Uh, so I think Kansas City comes out of the West. Uh, pitch of the year in the East – I think it should be uh, Troy Pelton. Pel- Pelton deserves one. He uh, he led the led the East in in pitching war last year. Uh, Manzo ended up getting the award. Four-time All-Star Pelton, I think, is due for one. Hitter of the year. Uh, give me Juan Castillo. G- give me Bonehead. Bonehead stays healthy. I think he can piece together a, a pretty pretty good campaign, especially if we think Toronto's going to be as good as they are. In the West, uh, I won't go Alvarado because that's the the easy pick. Won't go DLC either. 
I think Josh Phillips. Jo- Josh Phillips is due for a resurgence. We saw what he did last year. He, we kind of counted him out after that 2014 season. He was damn good last year, and that and that's someone that's won a pitcher of the year award before too. Hitter of the year, give me Ramon Sanchez. Love, love, love Ramon Sanchez. All right, anything else to add? You know, I think we did a good job. Um, it felt concise, even though I'm looking at the time. It was not. No, it, it was is not. what it is. Yeah, I had fun. Whatever. Hopefully, people listen at yes. least to their team or their division. This was a blast. Yep, always love the pod. Great to what's be back. What's the uh, What's the emoji you want them to uh, to put out in Slack after they've read it? Huh? What? After they've reached the final, after they've reached after five hours, 20 minutes, what emoji do you want them to put out into Slack signifying that they listened to all five hours and 21 minutes? The only thing Steve has ever done for our league, which is the whammy emoji. Keep it going. It's Keep great. Keep it going. It's the whammy only thing it you're out. good for. Whammy right. it, baby. Whammy it up. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening to us. We can talk for a while. Honestly, if there was no time limit, if uh, sleep wasn't a thing, we could probably go for another – Two hours, in all honesty. Hey, look at that. We're at pick nine already in the draft. That's not terrible. All right. Wow. Oh. That's Sweet. that. Okay. Well, for Trent and Deerich, I am Jake signing off. We will see you guys in Slack. <laughs>